reasonable. Um, and it seems like hippie shit. <laughs> <laughs> now that cut in is the perfect like that's, start to the that, podcast. I, that, I'd rather start that way. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I I appreciate you just taking the time to to talk with me while you're in town. Um, uh, you know, we can't obviously talk about the super secret project that you're here to work on. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can we? <laughs> no, we can't. No, no, they said no. We can't. How long has it been since you've been back in town? Shh, they're going to recognize your voice. <laughs> See, I knew you'd yell out questions or something. Yeah, right. We're not even, we're like literally not a minute in yet. <laughs> and here we are. Like the, the yelling from the balcony has already begun. I appreciate yeah, that. I came down here because actually I haven't been here for five years. Wow, since the thirtieth Lost Cross anniversary shows in two thousand sixteen. It's a far drive from Chicago. It's very boring. I don't like it. I don't. Re I rarely come down here. <laughs> like Barack Obama would say, uh, "There's corn, so uh, there's beans." That's I don't know. That's his thing. Um, <laughs> well, at least your parents didn't forget about you in the five years that you were gone. No, they come up to Chicago because that's probably more fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now they, my sister up there had a kid, and so now they have a grandchild up there. So they'll come up there much, you know, have more reason to come up than just see me and my sister. Yeah. Have they thought about like moving up there or anything? No, 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 no. They. Uh, they're, they redid their house some years ago because they figured, yep, yeah, we're staying, and we'll just make this house very nice how we like it, and we'll just stay here. Nice. Yeah, my dad, uh, he lived in Los Angeles most of his, or, you know, until 1985, I mm -hmm. guess, so mm -hmm. when I was 15, and uh, or 14, and he, I guess he just got sick of the city. He grew up there his whole life, and. That's how I came out here. <laughs> so you weren't here until, like, high school? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started ninth grade in Carterville. And what, I think it was, like, 3,500 people lived in Carterville then. Mm -hmm. The junior high school I went to in Los Angeles was 2,500 people. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a, a, bit of a, bit of a change mm -hmm. that I did not like for, you know, because punk rock was not what it is today and people, you know, it's still people think fucking freaks like it, and they do, but uh, <laughs> they, yeah, you know, I got fucking picked on all the time. And, you know, but it was kind of fun because those people, they would always fight after school. When, like, I'd see, you know, whatever, people that, at that high school, they'd get in some skirmish and whatever and during school times, and they're like, they, I don't know, they go meet after school to fight. And not me, I just fucking... I'll fucking punch you right in the fucking middle of class. I don't care. <laughs> if I have to wait, it, I'm going to not be angry. <laughs> I want to express myself now. Yes. <laughs> it was. Why wait? I got other shit to do after school. Right. <laughs> to hang out just to fight with you people. <laughs> well, that's that's what they want to build their lives around, right? It's not so much the, the like, you're, like, trying to do stuff. It's like, listen, man, we got this conflict. Let's get it out of the way and go. Well, when I was in junior high, they in Los Angeles, people would fight right there in class when school, whatever, at lunch, you know, whenever whatever happened, they'd fight. 
and they'd go after school and fight again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you want to do that, maybe, but just the one time after, no. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> I think oh, I only got... And uh, I don't think we're going to waste our time uh, here either for episode 50 of the WTF Carbondale Ooh, 50. podcast. 50, it's a milestone. It's a milestone <laughs> I, I, episode. I turned 50 in March. <laughs> oh, wow. That's uh, even better. We're just bringing it all yes. together uh, with the uh, guest, Patrick uh, Hodak. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Hodak. Hodak. Pretend the U is not there. Pretend the U is not there. Hodak. 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 And... Uh, Oh, yeah, I forgot the part where, uh, yeah, it's the podcast where I interview interesting people about their interesting lives, tie all together this little place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. Um, and, yeah, man, it's just uh, – it's it's cool. I, I don't know. So did you, like, pick up the punk rock thing in Los Angeles yes. then? Like in, like, the, the burgeoning days of the uh, – I mean, I think everybody feels that they were late or, you know, they missed stuff. Uh-huh. And I did, too. I It was – 1984 or something, probably when I started listening to punk rock. And, you know, I would read Flipside Magazine or whatever and think, oh, I missed all those bands, you know, because they didn't last that long. And so, yeah, I, but it was still, you know, full of violence and whatnot and huge fucking shows that I, I still haven't ever seen like anything like it since. Because we'll be like 4,000 people, and they, uh, a lot of times the security was just punk rock people that didn't really stop much <laughs> violence from happening. <laughs> just kind of let it go. But uh, yeah, no, I got to punk rock then and started to hang out at uh, this record label, Mystic Records, and they had a studio in Hollywood. And then I stopped. Uh, I skip school all the time and not, you know, not go to school. And my dad had moved out here to teach at SIU and my mom and dad were divorced. And I think they were going to kind of give us a choice, me and my brother, if to live, stay in Los Angeles or live with my dad. But then when I kind of missed, I don't know, 40, 50 days of school in one semester, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're going to go live with your dad because... We know there's nothing to do there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't just walk past school and go to Hollywood. Psych. <laughs> and like for the first year, yeah, it was it was fucking terrible because I didn't know anybody. I was like 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And then I met uh, Mikey Snot and Chris Radinsky and James Ricks and stuff. And Lost Cross had just started. I think they had like one or two shows or something before that. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I met them, and somehow, I don't know how, and I asked them, like, why? Because we lived in Carterville, and it, so and I couldn't drive. But they would let me stay over, like, they'd drop me off on Saturday, or Friday, and pick me up on Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, you know, it was fine with me, but I don't think anybody, you know, they didn't know these people. They didn't even have a phone. You couldn't even call. You know, I couldn't. They couldn't call me there if something happened. They needed. How do you let your fifteen-year-old kid go hang out with people in college? They're drunks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, I didn't drink or anything. So maybe. I mean, I guess they trusted me, and was good because then now I've known these people for thirty-five years, and 
all the problems I've had wasn't because of them. <laughs> <laughs> Turns I mean, out they were like more of the the better part to life, yeah. and maybe not the problem. Exactly. So uh, I mean, is that was that just it? Like you just met these guys and you started hanging out? And yeah, because I were... had there was nobody in Carterville that you know was in any of this shit that I liked, and yeah, there was finally punk rock people I knew, and. Well, I, at the time too, I had a like a little cassette only label, and so I did that. And then, but then when I started going to Lost Cross, I was able to like you know get bands that I knew from Chicago or wherever to come play. So it kind of gave me, yeah, Los Angeles is bigger and stuff, and it's great. But I couldn't have been 15 years old and somebody let me book bands at there somewhere, you know? Yeah. So it gave me an opportunity that I don't think I would have had anywhere, most other places. You know? you know, it's it's interesting that you bring up that that point. So there's a guy that I've had on the show where he was like episode three or four. His name's Mike Baltz. He's a ornithologist and he and he like does radio pieces for WSIU and writes for the Southern Illinois and and a handful of other things. And he was like, listen, you know, I I I could not do these things in a larger metro market just because you're you're essentially priced out of the activity mm-hmm. because there's so many people that are just like this is what they do for their job and like it's professionalism there's not like a lot of space to be like you know approachable to to activity anything from what you're talking about with recording and actually booking bands and doing some cool stuff uh like that to creating media and getting it published on the radio or in a newspaper or what have you yeah you know that is yeah all the it's yeah you have to start it somewhere small and and I think, uh, I think my, uh, well, when I got into punk rock, there was no, nobody thought anyone would make any money, <laughs> you know? And, and I think stubborn me believes that you still don't need to or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't do any of this shit because of money. If I did, I wouldn't, I'd poor <laughs> i'm poor anyway but you know I, but i wouldn't you know it, there'd be no way to make a living yeah from what i do but i don't care because i it's not why i do it i do it because i enjoy it and you know like i take photos of bands all the time and, and punk rock has taught me that i can do anything you know it's not you know i put out a book last year and i just did it myself but where some people I think, you know, they would, they, if they can't find someone to do it for them, they will give up. Mm-hmm. But punk rock taught me that you can do anything. And why not? Why can't I just go have this printed somewhere or put out this record or anything? You know, you can do anything. You don't need other people to do it. Like in the sense that, in the <laughs> sense that you don't need like somebody to come in and like, lay hands on in a particular way like you need the community aspect of it yeah i mean but yeah you don't need a publisher or a record label or you know i have tons of friends that yeah they have had books published or they have records put out by a record label but they've also done it by themselves and you can do the same thing you know and but if it's if you're trying to i don't know make it your career and you know make a living off of it it probably might it's probably better to you know have somebody help pay a lot of those costs but mm-hmm. i don't care 
<laughs> you know, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because for some reason I think that's what I have to do. <laughs> when did you pick up the camera? Like, has the camera always been like a part of? I mean, I took photos, you know, occasionally, but not like seriously. You, like, I, I, the first band photo I have is from 1985 in a band at VOA in Glendale, California in a cemetery. And then I took photos, like shows at Lost Cross and when I'd go back to Los Angeles or something. <coughs> and then in the 90s, I toured with bands and we'd go to Fireside Bowl. And occasionally I'd go out there and take photos, but I was way more into drinking. So I didn't, you know, it'd be occasionally. But then eventually, well, I don't know what year it was, like 15, 16 years ago, I stopped drinking. And for a while, I couldn't go to shows because I, I didn't care about the drinking anymore. It wasn't like I felt I would drink, but I didn't know what to do with my hands because I always had drinks on my hands. So uh, this band I used to tour with No Empathy, they did a show, a reunion show for their, their record label they run, their tr the record label's 20th anniversary, Johan's Face. And I had a camera just because I had one, and I went and took photos, and I had fun doing it. And then I went to some other show, and this band Sass Dragons played, and the crowd was way into them, and the crowd, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun, and I thought I got good photos. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is what I can do. I can, you know, I can take photos of bands, and I can, it gave me a way to go back and go to shows all the time. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, it was a couple years that I did not, I rarely went to shows. And, you know, music, I've listened to music forever, and I miss that. And it turns out I'm good at taking photos of bands. <laughs> better than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just continue to do it, you know? Do you, like, and, and, and I'm not, I, I don't have any sort of artistic bone in my body like my thing is speech mm -hmm. that's that's what i get down with right anything you know, that's why i do stand-up comedy and like to do interviews and stuff like mm -hmm. that so um is there was there anything that you kind of drew on like getting into uh you know using photography as as your replacement for a beer in your hand or did you just like pick it up and this happened to be what you put out and then that was like okay this is my this is my defining characteristic of how i of how i shoot uh, I think, well, now thinking about it a little bit, also what helped me wanted to take, you know, I looked at my photographs and I liked, you know, I thought they were okay, you know, they were decent enough. And, you know, in like the 80s and stuff, if you look back, they're a lot of shitty fucking photos, <laughs> but they, you know, but they've, um, some of them are like the legendary photos because it's the only photos, yeah. you know, and even even now, you know, people have phones on their cam, you know, cameras on their phones and shit, and people take photos all the time everywhere. But do you think I don't think in twenty years that we're going to see those photos again? And I, you know, think that I could, or you know, I thought that I can take decent enough photos that maybe not people, no, not. At the time, maybe not, you know, everyone's going to see them, but 20 years from now, you look back, and they're, at least they're better photos than <laughs> when you look back at the 80s or something, you know, mm -hmm. where 
because it was harder because it was film and no one, you know, it's a, it costs a lot more money. But I think, yeah, I could do that. And, yeah. Well, you're still, it seems like you still have an interest in producing a memory as opposed to capturing content. Yeah, I mean, also what I've done too is I, I used to like post a bunch of photos. You know, one thing I learned, the be best thing I learned early on from my ex-wife was that edit. Don't fucking put so many goddamn photos out there because nobody gives a shit about your shitty ones or, you know, <laughs> only pick the best ones. Mm -hmm. And it's true because I even, like now I don't look at anybody else's photos because I don't want to be influenced by other people. I mean, it's not like I'm doing anything new, really. Yeah. But at least it's just I've thought about it probably. Or, you know, I may, I'm probably – I'm sure I'm influenced by other things, but I'm not looking at other people's things going, I want to do that. You know, mm -hmm. I just want to come up with things on my own. But so now, like, I, I rarely – I don't put out as much stuff because now I don't I, – now I care less. <laughs> you know, I think also it's this like social media stuff uh -huh. where people want to get, you know, have their shit liked or whatever. Who is in your MySpace top eight, bro? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, like, so much of it is just bullshit. It's nothing, you know, yeah. not, not saying other people's whatever. If it's important to them, it is. That's fine. I don't give a fuck, but I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> I go on Facebook occasionally and Instagram, you know, if I, I don't know, have something to sell or something. But, I, but I'll post something and then I don't go back to look at it. I don't yeah. care if anybody liked it. Because I don't want that to be what drives me. I want to do it. Still, because I like to take the photos, and I like I like the way they look. <laughs> I'm I'm colorblind or color deficient, and a lot of people are shocked when they find that out because I take color photos and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and sometimes people will say the thing of uh, whatever they have the contacts or something that you can make so you see regular colors. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but what if I? Don't like my photos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't, and I don't care enough that I mean, people like my photos. So, but I don't care enough, even if they don't like them. You know, if, if people don't like it, I don't care. I'm st still gonna do it. You know. Yeah. It's. I find, you know, it gives me something to do. But is that is that like, I don't the the driven independence from the influence of of others outside of you saying this is what i like and this is what i want to engage in is that you know kind of the core tenet of punk rock that drives just the activity that you do that you like to do i mean i don't know what the fuck punk rock is now <laughs> i mean fucking records cost like 30 dollars or 25 dollars and kids that you know and it's terrible but you know sometimes it's that thing of you, you want people to like the shit you like, but then you don't want too many people to like it because, because <laughs> then it doesn't feel as special to you. You know, it's like, yeah. oh great, now everybody likes that band. <laughs> Whereas before, you tell somebody and they might hear it and go, oh my god, I, why didn't I ever hear of this band? Yeah. 
but then when everybody likes it, it's not as fun. Like, man, I hate. But also, I still listen to the same fucking bands I did 35 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> 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 I was listening to Void yesterday. No, today too. Because uh, the Faith Void album. I don't know if you ever listened to her. I don't. Band. I'm not really a music a, guy, man. I'm it's sorry. Discord. It's uh, on Discord Records. Uh, Faith side is I don't know. Probably heard it like twice. And I've had it since 1985, and I've listened to that Void thing 5,000 times. I don't know. <laughs> it's the best thing Discord Records ever put out. My friend Adam, he's doing some kind of a Carbondale. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, it's the archives. He's <laughs> 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 putting together some kind of archive of Southern Illinois music for music from Southern Illinois. I cut I cut a I cut a video with him and Gary Jabula Jabula Adam. <laughs> well, so he taught he Ian McKay from Discord and Minor Threat and that Fugazi band. I don't like them, but he talked. You don't like you don't like Fugazi? No, I. They're fucking boring. <laughs> They've got like two songs that are okay. I no, I can't. I hate fucking Fugazi. <laughs> oh, terrible. Whoa. I hated them way back then when they were new. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so he talked to Ian because they're both archiving their fucking music shit mm -hmm. and uh I told him to tell Ian that the void thing is the best thing Discord ever put out and I don't think he did it. Uh, I yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well here's here's the while 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 he's the the subject of uh, of discussion here, he sent me a handful of like topics to touch on. All right, and we're gonna we're gonna pull some things out of this. All right, so Thrasher's Digest. Yes. What what is it? When did you start it? So James Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so God, is everything gonna come back to James Rick's Patrick? Yes. <laughs> you know he was in this band called Bloodstained Tool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what about, well, it was a fanzine I put out, and it started, I did a couple in Los Angeles, and then, you know, like, now I'm on no one else's time schedule, I don't give a fuck. I, I don't know how many I put out, but it wasn't a lot, but I would sometimes go a couple years without doing, and I, what, you want to hear the story about it in Carterville? I, uh, he didn't say anything, I just pretend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's he's got it in text messages here, so you're you're at least like <laughs> telepathically well, you're picking it, it up in the room. So <laughs> I put put out one issue when I was in Car at Carterville High School, and uh, and you know there's obscenities, whatnot, diet Christ. I don't know the fucking religious fucking people out there. They don't like that shit. And uh, I think the principal or somebody came and told me that I was not allowed to sell it or give it away on at school. Because they were very offended, because Diet Christ talked about circle jerks and coming on crackers and eating it. I don't know. All right, maybe we should edit that out. <laughs> no, no, it's there. It's too late. <laughs> I don't know. It's face edit. I <laughs> listen, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a real conversation. About I real think shit they that were happened. saying about other people doing it. But I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> and see, that's the people that my parents let me go hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still proud of the person that you've become to this day. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and. Actually, a better one was when I was in 
junior high. Uh, it was some kind of English class, and it was supposed to be, you know, like creative writing or whatever. And I had a fanzine then, and I gave that to the teacher, and she was shocked because whatever, you know, the you produce quality work, shit, whatever language in there. Oh, okay. And she called my mom and wanted to have a conference, you know, talk to her. And my mom came down and was like, "So what? <laughs> he fucking made this on his own, you know, not even actually for your class. She, he made it on his own because he wanted to." And so what if everybody knows these, the, like, you know, everyone knows that, the word fuck, who cares? <laughs> and then that teacher was like so fucking scared of me or something. I don't know. She was like nervous and shake when I was around because <laughs> she knew, yeah. That mom. your parents were okay with you yeah. using curse words? I mean, <laughs> what other, you know, not a lot of kids go make shit on their own, you know? I mean, the fact that you were, like, trying to share it with a teacher and be like, hey, like, hey, I made this on my own outside of class. Like, I think it's important. And you're you're an influence. creative writing. Yeah. Tell me who else in this class did this. (laughs) (laughs) That one had the interview with the band Bud Acne. (laughs) Maybe she was offended by that one. So so Thrasher. They had a song about fucking dogs, so. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, so, watch it with that Jesus Christ. So, so, thra- so Thrasher's Digest was like an every now and then like just thing. Like sometimes it was frequent, sometimes it was infrequent. Yeah. What was the last it, one that you like? What, 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 like what was the very last one that you did? Like how long ago was that? Oh, I don't know. Like eighties, mm-hmm. late like eighty nine, ninety. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that was. What do you uh, do? You, what are you like sentimental about? Like what are the things that you hold on to? Like are you uh, like do you hold on to everything, or are there only like a few like oh, certain I, things yeah, that you hold on to? Pile or of fucking shit all over that no one will ever care about. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Adam. Will. I'll give it to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> let let him spend the rest of his life in the basement trying to catalog shit. <laughs> well, he's already doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, like. What do you mean? Like I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I mean, you kind of answer the question of being like, yeah, I yeah. keep everything. <laughs> well, like, uh, I do. I mean, like, well, I don't like, I don't read as many magazines. There's not as many magazines I like anymore. But like, I have. But I also get to points where I stop. But like, I had Max and Rock and Roll from like, I don't know. Is teen some late teens, you know, like number eighteen or something, to one hundred and fifty. You know, I had every single one, and I don't know. Then I got tired of it, and, but I still have them all. You know, yeah. and then, but then, like, I have weird pieces of paper, the things that I remember. Like, I, I mean, I have photos of shit, but that's not what I remember more from. I remember, I have a, a note. Like, we went to Las Vegas once, and it was something Las Vegas Shakedown or something. A bunch of bands. And a friend of mine, she she didn't feel well, and we all went out, I don't know, gambling, drinking, eating whatever, dinner or something. Come back to the hotel room, and so there's a note that says, don't panic. I just had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no panic. <laughs> and this is before everyone had cell phones, so we can't call her. I don't know yeah. where she is. She's in Las Vegas. <laughs> but so that, that little piece of paper, that little note, that reminds me more of, you know, that – brings back my memories more than other stuff, you know? So that's why I'm saying I've got a, 
bunch of shit no one will ever care about because they don't even know, you know, that note doesn't mean anything to anybody. But I mean, it's it like in terms of the core tenets of your your story and your story is part of a much larger story. And like, what are the collection of stories along the storyline that make up the mass that is, uh, you know, this, this particular chunk of culture in American life. Right. Cause I mean, I would say you, I mean, would you, would it be safe to say that you're kind of interwoven as, as, you know, kind of a, a minor to middle character in the, the existence of punk rock in. Uh, punk, very small part of punk rock and certain little paths. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and you get to own that, man. Like that's that's yours to have been a part of. Well, yeah. Wait, or still be part of? I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm trying to pump you up right now. I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't care. What am I? I don't know why you're interviewing me. No, no. I just I, I mean this no. this is the shit that interests me, man. Know, like this is like it's cool and like doing no, kind I of mean, like the deep dive and looking into this stuff too and being like, okay, well, what you know? And we like you've really. Like you're letting out the the motivators on it, right? And it's like, yeah, I just like this shit. Like it just it makes me happy, and it's the life that I live. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I do like going to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink, but uh, I don't know. I have a lot of crap that no one will ever like, or uh, I don't know. I'm kind of drawn. I don't know what to say right now. I think I do need water now. All right, go give me water. <laughs> chop, chop, chop. Um, the uh, Adam Adam said you work for Playboy. I did work for Playboy. I'm not going to smoke this. I'm just going to put it in my mouth. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I, can I smoke it? It's part no. of my show. <laughs> oh, you're, you're trying to get by on the creative license. All right. Yes, because isn't that part of the thing? I remember Doug Stanhope had a show, I don't know, it was on HBO or Showtime in, in New York, and he could smoke because it's part of his show. Yeah. And yeah. nobody else could smoke. Can I do that here? Is that allowed here? No. I Sorry, know. buddy. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, what was the last thing you said? Oh, Playboy. Oh, Playboy. Yes, I worked at Playboy. Right before that, I worked at Touch and Go Records at a time that I did not like any of the bands on Touch and Go Records. <laughs> but I did like, I still think, you know, they don't really put out much new stuff anymore, but they still, they, Corey Rusk had, you know, he, he split profits 50-50 with all the bands. And I think, you know, he ran his business, you know, very ethically. Great ethics, and he, you know, he got older and liked shitty music, but and put out crappy bands. But <laughs> that a lot of other people liked, just not me. I don't know. I didn't like it, but, uh, but you know, there's still a small record label, and uh, I need to make. You know, I like money. <laughs> I like to not have to worry about you know if I can pay my rent or you know go out and do whatever. Did you have to like? <laughs> did like when you first moved to Chicago? Was that part of like? An issue where you just like ah, I'm a broke kid in Chicago trying to do the thing. I don't even I don't know when did you move to Chicago? No, like I moved to was... Chicago in 1997. Okay, I before that I toured a lot with bands like No Empathy and stuff and Traders and started going, but I live in California and I would go out and go on tour and then I'd be there more often and I really liked it and so I stayed. Uh, no, it wasn't really, you know, I never, like, I couldn't, it never got to the point of I couldn't pay rent, but 
I just wanted to make some more money that I could then, I don't know, buy shit or whatever, not have to worry or, you know, worry so much about money. So I quit, and then some other people I knew from Touch and Go had quit, and they had gotten jobs at Playboy. And then there was an opening in the law department, and uh, I interviewed, and some, I, I don't know, how do I fucking say it? It was a three, I was there for like three hour, three hour interview. Are you a lawyer too? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was just the law department. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, man, no, my father was, you know, he, the director of the law school library, and I think it, I can't remember what his last title was when he retired. <coughs> I know one time he was the interim dean, uh, and my, his mother, my grandmother was a, she was a paralegal, but no. I actually didn't even finish college. I went to SIU for two years, and I didn't finish. But, uh, no, I worked for the general counsel of Playboy. I was an executive assistant, and I was there 13 years, and it was the best fucking job I ever had. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very interesting, but I think it was the people I worked with I liked, mm -hmm. you know? And they... Uh, what is it? Uh, they like my boss would. He trusted you to as long as you did your work. You know, I mean, if you didn't do it, you weren't gonna last. But he didn't care what you really did. And like I was in the law department, and, and there were times that I had like a mohawk and stuff. And you know, most <laughs> places that you're in the legal department, you're not. <laughs> you don't have a mohawk. And <laughs> but that's you know, I liked it because that he was, you know, he, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, you do your work, whatever. I don't, you can look whatever you want. Your desk is a fucking mess. What took you away after 13 years? Oh, Playboy closed. The oh, Chicago oh yeah, for, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Playboy, is Playboy uh, still going? I don't, I don't know. I don't follow. Uh, I think they stopped publishing the magazine. Okay. Well, I know they only published, well, they published it at least up till Hefner's death because... He he worked he did work on that magazine his whole life or you know even when he was older he still worked on it and I think that was part of the, they were public comp, a public company and Hefner partnered with some people and they bought out everybody and made it a private company mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and part of the deal was that they continued to publish the magazine and he got to live in the mansion until he died. <coughs> And they even sold it before he died. But that person, you know, knew they couldn't move in until yeah. he died. Uh, <laughs> That's but, an interesting proposition. Like, hey. <laughs> I mean, you'd think, yeah, he lived, uh, I don't know, what was he, fucking 93 years old or something? Mm -hmm. And was, you know, that show, what was the show? Girls Next Door. He looked like a fucking mess on that show. He looked, he wore that captain's hat and... <laughs> Looked like he was shaking all the time, and it was a, it looked like a big mess. Well, you, of course, you're gonna buy that thing. You think he's gonna die any day? It lasted a lot longer, I think, than most people thought. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good job, and I, you know, got to go to Mardi Gras and get free drinks all weekend. So you know, that's good. <laughs> nice, nice. But no, nah, they they closed, and oh yeah, so I even worked. We, our department had to, was part of the whole thing that, the, you know, 
working with the other company and Hefner's, the, the people Hefner partnered with, while doing it, we knew if the thing went through, we were all going to lose our jobs. <laughs> yeah. And it sucked, but that's why I, you know, you got to do your job, whatever. If it means you're not going to have a job, not doing it's not going to keep your job because they're just going to fire you and get somebody <laughs> else to fucking <laughs> Like, enjoy it while you got it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and now, knowing knowing that I will probably never work with people like that again, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i not trying to find that. You know, it's like, eh, that, that was it. That's, that was, was a great job. Never going to happen that way again. But I, like, now the job I have, I don't make as much money or whatever, but I enjoy it. Yeah. And I'd rather do that than work just to make more money and be unhappy <clears throat> you know and but at playboy i worked i made a lot of money but i enjoyed it you know yeah but a lot of most places are not like even other departments in at playboy were not like my were a, my work situation you know and i wouldn't want to do something that i didn't like i mean what's the fucking point what was the wackiest thing that like ever came through that office like if it's the office of general counsel for playboy i feel like there had to be some hmm. or like did by he, that time it suggestion <laughs> do what no no this 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 okay. one's on me <laughs> I, just, I mean i just I, you I mean, know, I, well like, i was just saying that maybe if i had told him something and then I just, <laughs> oh and it like remember. spurred his mind he was like okay. oh yeah no do this well well uh actually this is not uh kind of creepy <laughs> there was a uh, we had a, a file like security and stuff, you know. Uh, and there was some, somebody, uh, there was somebody murdered in Los Angeles. And they, the police department, you know, contacted Playboy because there was a Playboy left near the scene mm-hmm. and he posed the woman just like Whoa. the centerfold. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah. But, and then, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. How I'm 31. Nine, what? I'm 31. Oh, God, you're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we were like 11 or 10 when 9-11 happened, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was yeah, in like you, seventh you grade. No, I have, yeah, you had nothing to, you weren't worried about. Because I have friends, you know, who were younger that were like, oh, shit, is there going to be a fucking draft? Or are we going to have to go to, you know, war and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, oh, I... I remember that day, and we were at work, and by the time I got out of work, there was nobody. Everyone went home. And my big – and, oh, well, there was a grocery store underneath, at, down at the bottom of our building, and uh, people were buying food. I'm like, I don't think anything's going to happen now. Yeah. Because once something – once it's all over the news like that, now is probably the safest time <laughs> to, to, sh- to go fly or whatever. I mean, you couldn't fly right then, but, uh, yeah, my concern was, what if the stores are closed? I better buy a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> and I did. I bought a, I like four or five packs. For <laughs> but uh, wait, what was I saying? 9-11? Yeah. Uh, we were oh, <laughs> so everybody was afraid to open the mail because mm-hmm. of the anthrax yeah. scare? Yeah, yeah. And they, and they gave it. So it was your job opening the mail? Were you like, oh, I was fuck like, it, I'll I'm here. Do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll fucking do it. What is it. I'm like. Because we had a mail department. It wasn't like I went, I got the mail out of a box. And, yeah. You know, 
And I'm like, the post office, we do, we got some weird shit, whatever work anyway. Oh, and God. So with the mail department, we'll check it first. And if, you know, whatever. I'll throw it on the ground. <laughs> Nothing I read. But there was another. This I wasn't there for, and I only read it in a file. Somebody actually sent a dead animal there once. I, well, that was, and I figured, all right, that happened. They're not going to there. But I think it actually got past the mailroom that time. Oof. And I think there were probably some changes there where they're like, you got to check this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no more dead animals being sent up to the top of the floor. I don't know. Sometimes people, you know, people think they're no one. No one's doing shit like that. I mean, I, they did, but now, now it just made me think of how people think about all our phones and stuff, and people listening to us or whatever. And they might be. They probably are listening to everything, you know. On the, but they are not listening specifically to anybody, or you know, n- anybody I know. Yeah. Like, none of us are important enough. None of us do anything that is going to, you know, the FBI is going to listen to me. <laughs> who, who fucking care? Nobody cares. We're very small in this world. We really are. You got I mean, and, you know, you, and we actually just, don't we sign off on letting everybody listen to us on our phones? Yeah. So... You don't spend enough on time on Facebook probably to notice when you talk about specific products that Facebook's like, hey, heard you talking about these particular <laughs> products. Would you like some advertisements for them? <laughs> I know. I don't see that because I hate it. No, no. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's very I mean, Google real. Google does it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. everything now, I think I first noticed voice recognition. I feel like I've told this story before on the podcast. The, um, oh, like 2014 traveling out to Vegas and mm-hmm. like I was we were we were by the Hoover Dam my buddy and I who I was you drove oh my god yeah yeah we, yeah, we were we, like well I so I, I flew out to Colorado met up with a buddy that buddy we drove from oh. Colorado to yeah, that's not that that's not that <laughs> yeah, yeah much much more manageable not from here to there yeah. um and the um like I don't even remember what we were talking about like we were talking about something we like pull up to the Hoover Dam and then we're parking and stuff. And I like pull out my phone and go to like change shoes or something. And poof, there, there it was like the, the objects we were discussing. And I had never keyed into my phone where all of a sudden they're in front of me. And it's like, ah, this is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need that. No. <laughs> yeah, right? Like I could, could use that right now, but also, I don't know if the if the fear and the doom that I feel <laughs> like clouded over my uh, my existence right now is is applicable. Okay, um, let's see what the the other things we've got oh, here. I've got wait, to- wait. I got to think about the listening though. Yeah, yeah, keep going. I think so. I have one of those Echo Dot things. Yeah, Alexa. I don't really use it, but I have it hooked up. I use it occasionally to. Uh, have a little alarm, you know, mm-hmm. to wake me up from a nap or something. Or, uh, oh, and then I, I bought something and it came with those free plug, like, you know, little Wi-Fi plug smart mm-hmm. goes Alexa. So I have it turned on and off a lamp. That's all I use it for. <laughs> but, and it's kind of be next to my TV, but behind some stuff, you know, like little knickknacks and shit. Yeah. And then one day I was like, 
and I had the TV on, it's like the news or whatever, and uh, I a lot of times I just have it on just as background noise. I like after ten o'clock or whatever, so I, I don't want to play music too loud in my apartment building, so I just turn the TV on as background. And then I one day though I noticed the like whenever you say what Alexa blah 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 yeah it lights up. And then I noticed it was lit up, and I remembered that it asked at one point if it could learn my voice or something. Mm-hmm. So I think Alexa thinks I'm the TV people because I'm not talking. I live alone, and I wasn't talking, but it that it was doing something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, I guess it knows. <laughs> right. So what is that? I mean, that is it not going to listen to me? <laughs> Will she not answer? Or, what is, I it, or is it just going to listen to everything? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, uh, probably the latter. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> they're probably it'll probably listen when somebody on TV says to order something, because they'll then send it to me. <laughs> well, for for a little while there, like that was that was the gig was like the the late night show host or Saturday Night Live or something else would happen and they'd be like, "Hey Alexa, play this," and like that was uh, that was the whole thing that like the TV like the the advert like not even advertisement just like the break in from whatever shows mm-hmm. that were trying to like influence media participation were like trying to trigger your in-home devices ah. to like force feed you like like Saturday night live legitimately I think would for a while and they may still do it I don't know but like at the end of uh their uh, their musical performance, like the first one, before mm-hmm. they do, you know, the second one. Obviously, they cut to, uh, you know, they cut to the the end screen with everybody on stage. But uh, after the second one, it's like, tell your something something to play, Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> it's like, no, stop that. <laughs> Could you use that in a song? That then, if they're playing it through in a house that has Alexa or Google or Siri, that you could tell it. And then say, I don't know, say to repeat the song. Yeah. And then it would just continue to play that song forever. Maybe you have a song called Hey Alexa. And just the end of the song, like you sing all the way through the song. And then at the end of the song, they just say, hey, Alexa, play this song again. And yeah, Yeah. I don't know. That was my that was my attempt to be. Hey, uh, I was trying (laughs) the other day to get the Alexa thing we have at work to play Motorhead (laughs) the whole weekend while I was gone. You know, while, while no one was there. Mm-hmm. Very loud. But I don't know. And one of my coworkers, it was kind of loud. And I don't know. She thought I should stop it. And I said, it's fine. And then I stopped it. <laughs> I'm going to do that when I get back to work. There you go. I'm going to make Alexa play Motorhead. While no one's there. All the time. <laughs> Maybe I could. I don't know. I'll look <laughs> it up later. Do you just like, oh, are you like always messing with your coworkers? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes not. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could say my boss that I'm because it'd be funny. Uh, he keeps finding. Well, so there's, you know, there's all these. For whatever reason, we have lighters, right, that we made for people and they're extras or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And so there were a bunch of one, you know, like we made extras that way if we lost them, whatever. Or, or maybe we made them so we could take them. No, <laughs> but uh he keeps finding them in his pocket, which I do too because I took take a bunch, so I always have a lighter. And uh, and he's like, but I keep finding them on my desk. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm gonna start leaving them on his desk. <laughs> so every time he goes home, I take one of the lighters that I have of the same kind of his, and I leave it there. So 
and then I've been doing it, you know, a couple times during the day. So he hasn't said anything because he already was pulling more out of his pocket all the time. But eventually, I think you know it'll come to the point where he will ask if why are, is someone leaving more? <laughs> and yes, Joe, I am. <laughs> I mean, it's better than having the opposite issue where you don't have enough lighters. Well, that's the thing. There's always lighters there. <laughs> uh, that's phenomenal. Oh, no, I want to smoke after all this talk about lighters. And uh, you got like you got like 12 more minutes. Tough it out. Tough it out, Patrick. Okay. I, I usually like I benchmark these around an hour. Like give or give or take. That's kind of where we land. I figure that's about like as digestible as a chunk of content as people can get. Like if if people can watch <sighs> Joe Rogan talk to somebody for thirty minutes or thirty minutes for three hours. Three hours. Yeah, that's that's like what he does. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't watch bands more than 25, 30 minutes. Bands <laughs> should not play longer than that. Just know that. So were you like, is that, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to cycle back to right. these, these two things that are House of Voodoo and 611 Pizza at some point in time, because uh-huh. that is, again, part of my notes from Adam. But um, where was I going with this? Um, where were we just at right before I like tried to trip off into that component? Uh, oh, no yeah. Band, band so that. like, did, did you, like, have you... Like that's that's been part of the work that you've done as well as like being a promoter, being like helping to run shows. Like what what have you what all have you done in the actual like actual show running aspect of uh, music? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like how much time do you have? No, <laughs> I have a uh, well, you know, I've known a lot of people in bands, and I I book bands or I've told people, you know that they should book a band or told bands who to go talk to. And I've taken money at the door, paid bands. I've gone on tour with bands at Voodoo. What, uh, we got a fireworks in the basement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, you know what? You know, Lost Cross, obviously. It's, have you ever go to shows there? I, I've been to a handful. I didn't spend a it's whole a lot of time. It's a terrible place to see shows. It's terrible. You can't see shit. It's fucking... Actually, I don't know. They tell me that it's they've done some work in there, but I haven't been in there. <laughs> but for the fucking first 30 years, it sucked. Because it's terrible. There's those pillars, and can you see anything? No. No, you can't. But <laughs> for some reason, people want to fucking play there. <laughs> some comedian guy, some... That woman, the daughter, Smith, and... <laughs> Why? It's terrible. No, it's well, maybe, yeah, sometimes, but but even <laughs> when there's makes... other places they want to play there, it's a <laughs> terrible place. 35th anniversary this September. Boom, plugged. <laughs> <laughs> How did I just turn that fucking light on? Is it in, in Lost Cross is legitimately like the oldest bunkhouse mm-hmm. in America? I, yes, it is. I, I don't know. There's, I don't know of any other ones that's been this long <laughs> because. Other places, not even if they've been around a long time, sometimes they move. You yeah. know, like they someone just uses the name somewhere else. That's fine. That doesn't count. <laughs> no, it does you, not. You got to start over. You got to count. Start <laughs> count over. Because, yeah, you can't just keep moving and keep the same name. You're not a business. You're a fucking house. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Probably because uh, the address thing, right? 
Address? <laughs> I know. It's not like they everybody doesn't know where it is anyway. Uh, but also, they don't sell booze like stupid fucking houses that do, and they get busted because of underage kids drinking. Of course, you're going to get busted. Yeah. Cops love to bust underage kids drinking, taking their beer, drinking it on their own at home, <laughs> put those kids in jail. Wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, and it's I, I, yeah, I'm happy that it's still there, but t- t- if you think about actually watching a band and listening to them play and seeing them play, it's a terrible place. Like, five people can see them, and if I'm there, I don't know, I just shove my way in front of everybody, and then you know, there's four people I can see. Because <laughs> I just stand up there and take photos, and then never let you see them. <laughs> but, eh, I don't know, supposedly he, the guy over there, Adam, wants to do some book. <laughs> What about 611 Pizza? (laughs) They had uh, bands play, and oh, I was underage when that started. And uh, I don't know why anybody fucking marked me underage, but then, you know, I never paid to get in. I just walked in. And somebody stamped me as 21, and then the owner, Sam over there, was like, oh, you're 21, because he saw a stamp on my hand. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll get you beer. And I was like 18. And yeah, so that was nice because then I could drink all and not even have to worry about it. <laughs> but the 611 was good. I don't know if Nirvana ever played there or not. No one's sure. Malcolm? Malcolm said he saw them. But what was the, what was <laughs> the thing on the. Are we, still, are we still on this like Nirvana did or didn't well, play? Well, we were looking band? at old flyers the other day. And what was the name of that band? Shirvana. Shir- <laughs> what was it? Remember? <laughs> There was something on on that pile of flyers he had. It was like, oh, it was like Sharvana. Shav- Shav- I don't know. Like maybe that's what he saw. <laughs> maybe that's the that's what put that out there and tell people that's that with the name they played under. Like, what did you say? It was a bunch of hippies. <laughs> yeah, they are. Fucking mud honey was better. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's right. Six Eleven is a lot. Bands played. Bands canceled. Uh, who played there? Rednecks and Pain. Immoral Minority. All the big ones. Neurosis. Oh, that's right. Neurosis played there. Yeah, I didn't. I was there for that interview, but then I didn't go see them play. Mr. T Experience. Remember? Didn't I say that on the interview? I gotta go home. I was in high school. It made a great excuse to not have to see bands I didn't want to see. <laughs> you know, like now, I will often tell bands, oh, you know, I got to work in the morning. It's late. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> now bands are going to know that I'm just lying when I tell them that. <laughs> Dude, there's nobody in any band that you're ever going to see that's going to watch this all the way through to 55 minutes and right. two seconds. So I just make shit up and say, oh, I got to be at work really early tomorrow. I I love your band. I'm gonna, I'll make sure to tell me. Just hit me up on Facebook. I'll come. Then I never look at Facebook. So hit me up on Facebook. There you go. That's like, it. That what? seals you, the deal. Facebook? Who told you that? I don't look at Facebook. <laughs> When's the last time I posted? Never. Uh, yeah, so hopefully they won't make this far and they won't know that it's all right. I don't like any bands. <laughs> Most of them suck. <laughs> Void is good. <laughs> oh, you want to hear them? Let me play that. 
No, no, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get it taken down. Oh, you're get the whole come thing. on, copyright man. We, the other day, we uh, last a couple weeks ago, why was we got kicked off? They were doing the thing for Herb's birthday. Kicked off YouTube three times. Just got right back on. Did it again. <laughs> Dude, I've I've had that so for for our um. Nobody knows Void. <laughs> Google's what, algorithm you call does. Ian, your friend Ian, and tell him. <laughs> Tell him Can we, that, to get us permission to play Void on the show. We're gonna get through. Fine, play it, play it, Patrick. We're All not right. gonna. Nobody wants to hear from your iPhone. <laughs> well, he, then he spoke. Can he? Uh, can, can you play it real? Wait, oh, wait. it'll just automatically mute it on Facebook or something. I, right. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll just play it. I'm serious. Look up Void. Who are you? Oh, you want me to play it? No, man. I'm not. I can't. I mean, he's I, right. Uh, he's right. No you one's. Play no. no. I don't know if they ever played us. I mean, they played New York, but I think that. What? Fugazi. Probably not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who the fuck's that. Uh, Is there anything that we're missing, Adam? Is there like so, something that I haven't touched on this interview <laughs> that you're like? Oh. <laughs> yeah, not not the incriminating stuff. That's okay. What? 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 <laughs> I'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. What I I like like drugs and alcohol. So what? <laughs> what? Well, what? Did you hang out with Rake, Jan? Yeah, I was I was over there in Westchester. Yeah. What doing cocaine? Yes. <laughs> 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 and that bam guy was riding around in a Lamborghini that he bought whatever I don't know <laughs> and I, I don't, it was weird though because we went to the Warp Tour and then Rake and Brandon they asked if I could get them on the guest list I'm like you, this is in Pennsylvania you guys are fucking huge you, what are you blind <laughs> as I'm getting the ticket the free tickets you know for us that on the guest list People are interviewing them. Somehow there's a big, big video camera. There, people are interviewing. I'm like, why are you asking me to get you on the list? You should get us on the list. <laughs> and then the other guy died, and then he's all sad, and then blah blah blah. Ooh. Right? Did anyone hear that? No. Yeah. I mean, that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Rake, Rake's a very he's, he's a scientist or something. Something smart. But he came to Chicago once, and we went to Delilah's. That's it. <laughs> and that's the story. <laughs> well, that, that's, I, that, that was all in Chicago, but I, we did do drugs in Westchester. <laughs> I love, I, didn't, I hadn't even noticed this yet. At like 12 minutes ago, Adam was like, ask him about 6-11 pizza. It's like, bro, I was getting <laughs> He was like really driving home the 6-11 pizza stuff. Oh, wait, hold on. Where is this thing? God damn it. I don't understand this phone. I, I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Is that... I put out a video. Why don't you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it. I know. Was that, was that in the basement there under... No. 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 It's a top. Now I'll be remembered for this fireside bullshit. I yeah, okay. That, yeah, that was, that was the other thing. Hey, that was the, all I did was drink there. I didn't do shit there except get fucked up. <laughs> and then I took some photos, and this was on the last night before 
Peterson stopped having shows there. And it took me, what, 12, 13, 14 years. And I finally made shirts, and I sold a fuckload of them. And now probably that's what everyone, oh, you're the guy that did the fireside shirts. And that's what I'll be remembered for. Or, I don't know, Lost Fra. I, don't, I didn't do shit at Lost Fra, did I? <laughs> do you care if you're remembered? I've, no. I'm going be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, uh, like, I, like, going back to the photography shit, I know I take good photos. I try not to be all, yeah, I take great photos. But I do, and I want them some, you know, I hope that those will live on, you know, like they won't just disappear. Uh, I gave a Razor Cake magazine in California, I think it was uh, two years ago. I gave them pretty much like all the photos I've taken up till that time to – I don't know, have and do whatever. They because I if they ever need stuff, I always let them use it for free. And uh, hopefully they'll I don't know archive them, do something, keep them so other people will see them someday. I'd like that, but I don't know. if it happens, it happens. If not, I won't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like every other. I I actually kind of I'd rather you know. If someone I know would take them and if they could make money doing it, sell the shit or something, I don't know. That'd be good, too. For them. <laughs> it would help me anybody. <laughs> be dead. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think I have a feeling I'll be remembered a little bit by some people. <laughs> or not because they're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need a cigarette really bad. All right, cool. Well, you have oh, made it, uh, uh, oh, my I friend. Oh, I I could smoke right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's episode uh, 50 of the WTF Carbondale See, podcast. I'm old and I can't fucking make it. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to get out of here. Um, I'm 50. <laughs> which is perfect. It's uh, weird. It's milestone weird episode. It's only been a month. It's kind of weird hearing that. <laughs> you don't know. You're very young. <laughs> I, I don't. I but don't But you know. probably just... It, it, you probably felt that way at 30, but it's way different. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you don't look forward to it. It's no fun. <laughs> I, I don't, man. We could all just turn it doesn't get time. easier. <laughs> Everybody's like, 50 is the new 40, and no, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 50 of the WTF Carbondale Podcast. Patrick Hodeck. Uh, have a good one, folks. Thank Whatever you. that one may be.